Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of this series of the Outers of Hospital Science podcast. Uh, today on this episode titled Mental Health, we will try and discuss the rise in mental health patients that present to the ambulance service. Firstly, we will try and talk about why mental health patients present to the ambulance service and how we can best help this patient group. Then we will explore the training opportunities that clinicians have when it comes to dealing with these schools and their ability to understand the legality, especially around capacity when crews attend these patients. Uh, with with me today, I have Finley, uh, a student paramedic. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Finley, second year student paramedic. Well, thanks very much, Finley, for coming on the podcast and for joining me on this episode of the Art of Hospital Science. Let's begin, if you don't mind, by talking about why we are seeing a rise in mental health cases presenting to the ambulance service. What would you think the reason is? And out on placement, what have been your experiences? Definitely think it's a mixture of things. So a few years ago, obviously, there was a massive taboo around mental health and people didn't speak about it or discuss it. And now it's becoming quite a popular subject, which is good, like it needs to be spoken about. So I think a lot of people are feeling more comfortable in expressing themselves and getting the help that they may need. Mental health can also be caused by genetics, illicit drug use, social circumstances such as job job loss, death of family members or friends and traumatic experiences that people may have faced. Yeah, um, I would um, agree with that. I think there is a national shortage or a national lack of funding for mental health services. Therefore, this patient group um, is difficult to manage by these services, um, probably because they're stretched because they don't have the enough funding. And for the mental health patient, I think it's quite easy and quite useful for them to be able to call 999 um, and get an ambulance crew out to them who will be able to assess and manage them appropriately. But I think it's quite a difficult patient to manage in the community. And I think the community is the ideal setting where these patients can be managed. However, because it's so difficult to manage them in the community, then their management from mental health teams becomes ineffective sometimes and that's when we get called okay why do you think assessing and managing these patients can sometimes prove difficult as a student paramedic out on placement what difficulties have you faced when um, assessing and managing mental health uh, patients with a mental health condition and what have you done to overcome those challenges yeah Communication obviously is very difficult when coming across a mental health patient. For example, it's hard to calm them down. It's hard to sort of reason with them. So it's a very hard line to figure out whether you're being patronising or whether you're being sort of overcrowding them and standing above them and not making them feel anxious or scared or like they can't trust you. 
so that's definitely an issue so um what do you how, how do you manage that how do you try and communicate with them at a, an equal level what what do you do personally well if they'll st- if they're stood up I tend to stand up with them if they're sat down I tend to sit next to them and most of the time I just sit there and listen because a lot of the time they will give you the answers they will tell you what they want they will tell you how to communicate with them they will tell you what's happened for them to feel how they're feeling so it's definitely down to listening and sometimes stepping away from the structured questions that we're given to ask them so that they know that you're interested in them and you want to take care of them and you're not just reading a book I think that's a very interesting point actually I think for our medical patients um it's quite easy to ask them the questions that we need to ask them Mm -hmm. and they'll answer them quite easily when it comes to mental health i think it is extremely important to gain the patient's trust first Mm -hmm. and i tend to see that that's accomplished by really listening to what they're saying and engaging with what they are telling you and making sure you're actively listening Mm -hmm. to their concern and then that I think most of the times results in the patient trusting you and then it's where you can progress Um, that's the point where you can progress with your assessment and when that's done then I think you uh, tend to manage better when it comes to communicating your management plan what you'd ideally like to do with that patient I think if you've established trust if you've established a good uh, clinician to patient relationship then I think things become much easier definitely the questions that we have to ask are obviously important and they're there for a reason so of course we definitely do still need to ask them these particular questions but it's taking the time to get to know the individual to a degree to earn their trust and to show them that respect so it they're the kind of jobs that you spend longer on scene but it's worth that time extension well thank you very much for those answers they're certainly very interesting and i think our conversation here is uh will definitely help other student paramedics uh, when it comes to their experiences with um dealing with assessing and managing mental health patients personally i've now done about 20 weeks of uh, ambulance placement as part of my degree and um, mental health patients i have found i found it to be one of the most challenging aspects uh, of my placement experience what do you think universities currently do to train us and to teach us how to assess and manage these patients and what do you think universities could do better? I definitely think the best aspect of how they teach us about mental health is the fact that they will tell us their personal experiences with a mental health patient. Obviously they'll keep confidentiality with names and dates and places and all that but telling us how they dealt with those types of situations you can then take on the road. So if you have a patient that's rather similar to one of their stories you can think back and be like this is how they figured this situation out so maybe I can take that as well as including that patient and making that solution personal for them. Um, In terms of better I definitely think 
we could improve on talking on a one-to-one -one basis between each students so in our scenarios that they set up for us to try and make situations realistic of course the self-harming aspects and the overdose aspects are just as important but i definitely think that the communications missed a little bit so if one of us sort of spoke about an issue and where it was a patient we could then discuss between ourselves how we could figure this particular solution instead of sort of looking on the more trauma side of mental health so what i understand from what you've said is that you like when lecturers bring their own experience um into teaching yeah. and in terms of getting better you mentioned that scenarios should be based more around the communicating aspect of mental health rather than the kind of medical issues that sometimes come with a mental health patient as well yeah, personally, I think so. I would like to see more lecturing and more teaching around the legal aspects that come with this patient group. So about uh, sectioning, about the rights that paramedics have, um, the kind of the evaluation of low risk patients and high risk patients, the procedures that need to be done when a patient is low risk, when a patient is high risk, how to adequately involve the police. Um, I'd like to see more teaching around that. I think that would make uh, student paramedics a lot more confident. That's really, really interesting. That's actually something I hadn't thought of. And now that you've said it, I would love to do that as well because I don't know about you personally but personally myself I only know about two sections that are used on mental health patients especially with the ambulance service that we've been doing placement with and it'd be good to know which section is appropriate for which mental health patients because that's going to determine the best careway path for us for the patient as well so they definitely will receive that help that they need yeah I'd definitely agree um, I think when I've been out on placement uh, my mentor is really good when it comes to assessing and managing mental health patients and he is very aware of what sections uh, mean and how long they are so I think that's somewhere personally where I think um, universities could improve when it comes to teaching us about mental health cool I think that's um, quite an insightful discussion there what I'd like to end on is now um, changing the topic a little bit and kind of talking about our mental health as student paramedics what you know we are likely to see uh, traumatic events we are likely to feel emotionally upset by things we see we experience that on, on placement um, what have you done whenever you felt like you were not coping adequately and what would you recommend other student paramedics to do? The issue I faced at the start of doing placement was I didn't discuss how I felt and I didn't openly talk about sort of some of the calls that I went to that can cause people you know to feel upset or hurt. This time around I was definitely more communi you know communicating more with my mentor and that helped a lot you know having a good cry with her you know having a coffee with her and she was really good at understanding how I felt even if she did not feel the same emotions she knew that it came with a lot of stress and a lot of thought processes 
but I definitely recommend to anyone, no matter how anxious you feel about it, no matter even if you feel it's not worth getting upset about, that's not what it's about. If you feel upset, if you feel anxious, if it's troubling you in any way, talk to someone about it, whether it's your mother or father because you trust them or your siblings, even friends, especially friends on the course because they understand what it's like obviously to be in that position lecturers definitely as well I found that lecturers have been the best to speak to because of course they've got so much years of experience and although they may not feel the same emotions as you as much as you they're still feeling it they're still going through it it never finishes and it's knowing that they're feeling it as well communicating with them just makes you feel better makes you know that it's okay to feel the emotions and that it's going to be fine and it makes you sleep better and then you sort of wake up the next day and think it's a new day new shift let's do it yeah I would uh, strongly agree with that I think it's quite important to it's quite important to have a good um, support network around yourself that being family friends housemates uh, course mates lecturers people in the trust you're working in I think it's quite important to speak out whenever you feel like you're not coping adequately. The resources are there. The trust that you are doing placement with probably has resources to help you if you're struggling. Universities always tend to have well-being and counselling services. And um, yeah, as I said, a good, strong Uh, support network I think it's quite uh, useful for student paramedics to know about emotional intelligence and how one should uh, react to the emotions that they're feeling how to try and control them how to manage them how to really understand how they're feeling why they're feeling it and when it is time to seek help but yeah I think uh, this is all for this episode uh, thank you very much, Finley, for coming and joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, to those listening, thanks again for listening to another episode. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.